Scarantino, and this is the Get the Fuck Off podcast. Every week, I'm going to be talking about a new topic to help you guys get the fuck off the shit that doesn't serve you anymore. But first, let me tell you a little bit about me. I used to work as a bartender, and I lived in the New York City bar scene. I smoked between a pack or two a day, and I was what you'd call quite overweight. I learned that the secret to adopting a healthy lifestyle is a series of mindset shifts. Unfortunately, they don't always come with an owner's manual, so I decided to start this podcast to give you guys the nuts and bolts without you having to do all the research on your own. Getting healthy does not mean you have to sacrifice your outstanding personality, and it actually can be quite a fun journey. I'm really excited to have you guys on that journey with me. Let's get off together. Hey everybody, welcome to the first episode of season two of the Get the Fuck Off podcast. I am really overwhelmed by all of the love and the support and the responses and all of those things that I have gotten over the last hundred episodes. Just seeing my Spotify wrap this year was such a gift and it's so nice to know that So many of you tune in week after week and listen to me talk about whatever the fuck I happen to be talking about that week. So I love you guys. Thank you so much for being here for the next hundred. Um, I'm going to do at least a hundred more. I don't know if I'll continue it after after that. But, you know, my intention is to continue with the Get the Fuck Off podcast. And and I wanted to talk about some of the changes that have occurred over the last two years. I really started – the Get the Fuck Off podcast as a tool to help people, quote, get off the shit that didn't serve them anymore. So my initial business um, tagline was get off the smokes, get off the sauce, get off your ass. And what I did was very informational. And as I have received so much more experience I have become so much more educated and aware. I've received a lot of training, like hundreds and hundreds of coaching hours and working with people one-on-one, working with men, working with women, working in a community, like leading a community, um, consistently building the tools in my arsenal. I realized that I, I don't work with anybody who's interested in getting off the smokes or the sauce or their ass. Like, I don't really work with anybody like that. I think I have some people that would like to get off their ass, but I don't have anybody that really, you know, like it's very rare that somebody comes into my orbit with behaviors on the surface that are the main thing that they want to shift. Some of the people that I work with do have behaviors, but it isn't always the main thing that draws them to me. But, but, there's a big but there. It's what draws them to this podcast. So I think that the podcast does a really good job of explaining and showing that behaviors are just something that lie on the surface of you. And they are not the thing that needs changing. They're not the thing that needs to be altered or shifted. They are just what is. 
the deeper shit is the stuff that is causing the behaviors to manifest. Um, whether that be excess weight or that is that you drink too much or that you smoke too much or that you work too much. Um, people pleasing, codependency, like all of these things are things that are on the surface that are the result of deeper stuff. Beliefs, values, metaprograms, embedded traumas, like all of these things that lie underneath the surface of us. And I thought for a long time about my messaging because I wanted to have the message of what the Get the Fuck Off podcast is be aligned with the work that Andy Scarantino does. And I realized that that's just not useful because people that listen to the Get the Fuck Off podcast, I have had more than one person reach out and tell me that the Get the Fuck Off podcast is the reason that they don't drink anymore. I am not an anonymous group. You know, I'm, I am doing personal development. I'm talking about personal development here. I'm not talking about a, um, you know, like hard steps. I'm not James Clear. You know, I'm not talking about Atomic Habits. Sure, there are episodes where I am more masculine focused in terms of the doing. But the Get the Fuck Off podcast is very comprehensive. And that all of the different people that I have had on the show are adding different perspectives because we need all of it. And if you're a regular listener and you're consuming all of it, you're going to get a very well-rounded idea of the human experience. And if you go into it with the thought, I am going to stop drinking if I listen to this podcast, and then you hear about everything but drinking, you're likely going to stop drinking because you're not going to be focusing on the drinking. You're going to be focusing on the actual shit, not the drinking. And I think that's the biggest mistake that people make is that they focus on the thing rather than the actual thing. So I thought about changing my messaging. I thought about changing the words that I, st- I say in the beginning when you all hear the, uh, the show open. And I might still, but I think that most importantly, it is imperative that I keep that because for new listeners, many people just want to listen to something that's going to help them stop drinking. And then so they go to a, a designated stop drinking podcast and then they don't stop drinking because they're saying the same old crap, same old crap that doesn't even fucking matter because your drinking isn't what matters. You are what matters. And a lack of alignment and or a lack of being able to work through something is likely the reason that you're having this in the first place. And that's why things are manifesting the way that they are. So that's just something that I wanted to say as we're leading off the second season because I think that it's important to know that the work is deeper. And the work that I do is deeper. And when I was doing the Sober series, I did the first installment of the three-part Sober series on All Takes, which I'm going to put a link in the episode notes so that you all can listen, uh, or you all can register if you'd like to go. It is worth the money. It's about the price of a New York City cocktail per week. So it's 49 bucks for three weeks. That's three hour and a half classes filled with information. Uh, It's not a coaching call. It might be uncomfortable for you to listen to the information, but that is completely in your mind. Like that's not... I, it's not really uncomfortable. It's just an illusion that it's uncomfortable because you're having to deal with your ego and your ego has been taught for 30, 40, 50 years that doing that behavior is positive. See, drinking's a funny thing because society tells you that it's positive, even though it's so clearly not positive. It's so clearly wreaking havoc on your body and brain and everything else. 
there's so much that's connected with that. And when our ego has to face the idea that it's actually very negative and the ego is defending illness over wellness, the ego saying, no, I'm consciously choosing to make myself ill over making myself well, that doesn't feel very good. Because then the ego has to take responsibility for its actions and the ego doesn't like that. So... When I say things like the Sober Series, that might be uncomfortable. You know, I did a whole podcast episode about it and nobody registered from this podcast. I know nobody registered from the podcast because the only registrants I had were people from my email list. <laughs> There's a link in the episode notes. So if you want to go, definitely register. Um, but if not, it's all it's all good. I don't have a requirement that you show up live. Uh, you can just consume the information if you want, the same as uh, I do on the podcast. There's going to be slides I have posted, but I already did an episode about that, so I'm not going to make this episode about that. Anyway, the reason that I'm bringing that up is because I went through all of my old sobriety texts when I was gearing up for doing the Sober Series, and much to my surprise, like one of the first ones that I opened, which was Craig Beck's Alcohol Lied to Me, which I think I talked about in like some of my earliest episodes of the Get the Fuck Off podcast. He's not talking about freaking, you know, cut down or whatever bullshit. Like he's not talking about any of that. You know what he's talking about? He's talking about the subconscious mind. He was talking about conscious mind versus subconscious mind. He's talking about how much of your, of your, um, actually aware of like that five percent um versus the larger 95 percent that you're not aware of like all of the the foundational pieces of my work were being talked about in all of those books and now I realize why those were the books that I read and I think like oh this is why I had such a, a keen advantage when I started coaching people on other stuff is because it's the same stuff for everything. Subconscious mind, controlling most of your life, um, values, beliefs, metaprograms, embodied traumas, like drivers, all of these things in the subconscious. These are all things that we deal with in coaching. And sure, my set of skills has improved astronomically and, and, and expanded in ways that I can't even tell you since I started the podcast. And those building blocks of being able to make those connections and understandings very, very early really ricocheted and, uh, you know, me like just skyrocketed my career because it made it so much easier for me to be like, oh, I understand now. This has nothing to do with the behavior itself. It is all deeper stuff. Like that, all of those elements of spiritual psychology, all deeper stuff. So, you know, for it, I was really grateful to revisit those texts. And I actually opened up Alan Carr's uh, The Easy Way to Stop Smoking when I was going to uh, create for that class because next week is all on identity and Alan Carr's work is all about you know just taking kicks at the ego until the ego doesn't want to do it anymore and the way that we we look at things because when it's something like drinking or smoking or, or a behavior that's so very obviously negatively impacting your health it's easy to see oh this is something that should change right like and I don't like to use the word should but like that's what we'll do we're like I don't like to you know I this this has to change like I, I I'm ill like I'm I'm coughing I'm hungover like I am ill this must change 
Now, when it's something else, it isn't always as easy to spot. So if you have tremendous control issues, for example, um, this just came up in a conversation with somebody this week. If you have control, things about control, right? And you want to do something. Like let's say you want to, I don't know, start a business. I'm going to use that example because I started a business. And oh, I've got control shit. So let's talk about it. What kept me from starting a business or really what kept me from leaving my restaurant job for so long, even though I have a master's degree from a very prestigious university and I'm very intelligent, is that I couldn't think out, predict, or control how everything would look. Like I couldn't predict it. And because I couldn't predict it and my brain had such adherence and and, and demand to control everything, I just stayed put because I could control that. And that variable could be controlled by me. And if I can control that, then I am safe, quote unquote. Well, that was something manifest from that deeper program, that deeper program that was created during my arrested development, right? Like, so the thing that happens when you're a kid that tells you, this isn't safe, you need to adjust how you are. So sure, alcohol was a symptom on the surface. Alcohol, I drank too much. What I learned in early sobriety, and I tell this story a lot, but I'm going to tell the story on the podcast again. It happened going to my job because there was nothing, there was nothing, to, to this day, there is nothing that I've hated in life more than the job that I was at for 11 years. I hated it so badly. I hated it from week number one. I hated it so much. I hated it. I, and why did I stay? Well, I, I just didn't want to go back home. I had just moved to New York. It's the first job I got. Oh, I'll just keep it till I get something else. But then here I am paralyzed with fear. We have a recession that happened a month after I moved. Recession special is posted everywhere. Making like 60 bucks a night. Scheduled one day a week. I was fucking awful. But anyway, I hated it. And yet, and yet, I stayed. And I didn't understand that it was because of so many things, so many things, so many deep-seated, not-enough programs that were running. And I didn't feel aligned. I didn't feel good. I didn't feel respected. I didn't feel happy. I didn't feel healthy. I didn't feel stimulated. I just felt angry. (laughs) And I was like, and the only thing that I liked about it was dollars. Like, oh my God, this is not so bad. I'm making a lot of money. I had dollars, but I had nothing else. But dollars are control, right? Like if you have dollars, then things are within your control. Like you can control them. So I just stayed. And when I got sober and I was standing outside of my job that February, February 2020, this is right before we shut down for COVID. And, um... Early sobriety, I remember sending Elliot that text. I had a huge trigger to drink. Huge trigger. I was like, I just want to drink. And I realized in that moment, you know, number one, I, I realized that I, that I was actually an alcoholic. But, but the second thing that I realized was that the reason I wanted to drink was because I was going into an environment that I hated 
that was so misaligned, that was so disrespectful, that I hated for so long, that I willingly kept myself in for so long, and I didn't have the self-esteem, I didn't have a set of balls to take myself out of it. And because I didn't want to deal with that deeper shit, I wanted to drink instead. And then I realized I was just doing that since I was like, 19 like I actually started drinking when I was 20 I think I was at, like I had a couple of drinks when I was like 19 but when I was 20 that was when I started really drinking in college before that I didn't really see much of a point I mean even in high school I never was one of those people that was out drinking at night I just didn't see you know a point to do it and um in college it just well it just made socialization easier because I didn't want to believe in myself and I didn't want to be that vibrant person that could socialize instead I wanted to hate myself and I wanted to just sound stupid I used to love sounding stupid I used to love to be able to fit in with everyone I was never meant to fit in I was meant to stand out but I didn't I didn't believe that I wanted to fit in so I would use booze to make me small, to make me stupid, to make me look dumb. I mean, I would act a fool and I'd be like, oh, I'm just like everybody else. Look at this. I'm fitting in. It's like, fuck, that's not me. Like, that's not, that's not the vibrancy. And it, and it wasn't always bad, you know. It, it wasn't always something that manifested as negative because we don't just continue to do shit that doesn't serve us ever it served me at times but I never wanted to look at the fear that I had you know three years and I'm almost three years sober I'll be I'll be three years sober the day after Christmas and it wasn't until Thanksgiving of this year that I realized where one of my triggers were in terms of like visibility like I'm pretty visible but there's a lot of energetic blocks that I place on visibility. And all of those are tied to like early childhood and shit with my family. My need to have 65 resources for everything is tied to crap with my family. And I will always have 65 resources for everything. But guess what? I also don't need those 65 resources because I'm a human that's had their own results. Personal results through personal experience. So that alone makes me an authority. But I'm still reaching for the 65 resources. So I'm talking about this because I want to keep the messaging the same. I want people to continue to come to the podcast because they want to change a behavior. And I want all of you to leave listening to this podcast with knowing that the behavior is not a problem. It has never been a problem. The problem is not what you are doing. And it doesn't matter. I mean, in Loyalty to Your Soul, they talked about the example of releasing weight and how you could have, let's say, an excess of, I don't know. Let's, I'm going to make up the, the number 50 pounds. If you have a 50-pound excess of weight that you would like to release, you can come up with a plan to release that weight. You can, you can exercise. You can change what types of food you eat. You can go into a small caloric deficit that you don't even really notice. And then within, you know, a couple of weeks or months, you can lose that weight. And you can do that. But if you don't deal with the underlying causes for why you were that, you were 50 pounds overweight in the first place, you'll gain it all back. Because it is completely unsustainable 
to be able to continue to try to put a Band-Aid on something. Like if you're just constantly pulling on the rope at the gym, because if you don't, you're going to get fat. And like how many, oh, I got to go to the, I got to exercise, otherwise I'm going to get fat. Well, how motivational is that? Not at all. Not at all. Like there are so many things that are elevated and motivational, but being grounded in the idea that you are inherently not good enough is not one of them. So it's always like climbing up a big hill and eventually everybody gets tired. And when everybody gets tired, they just give up. They give up forever because or or for very long periods of time. I mean, when I was overweight, I had this issue where I would just get sick of it. And I, so I'd just be like, oh, fuck it. I, I was eating well for a while, but now I'm going to I'm going to just I, I can't do this anymore. Like, what do you mean I can't do this anymore? I don't understand. Why can't I do it anymore? I don't want to feel good anymore. I want to go back to feeling like shit. But I was so disconnected from myself. And when you're disconnected from yourself and you're not centered and you're not aware of your experience, then you inherently can't make change. I mean, you can try. You can do the steps. You can you can replace it. Like a lot of something that I used to do very early, like when I first started coaching. And it still works. Like it's totally fine. Um, it still works is – to use behavioral techniques because I did study human behavior and I was, you know, I, um, completed the curriculum to be a registered behavioral technician back in 2015. Uh, you can use behavioral techniques to modify habits. So reading Atomic Habits will do you just fine. Like pick it up, get it on Amazon or go to your local bookstore, pick up a copy. Reading that will pretty much give you the psychology and the, and the tips. You know, using reinforcement, making things visible, making the things you don't want to do anymore more negative than they possibly can be. These are all things. And also, like, replacing it with something else. So if you've got a drinking problem and then you get a trigger to drink, you can replace it with something else. Sure, that can work. Except that's just putting a Band-Aid on a problem. So... Eventually, that new thing will either become the problem or you'll get sick of the new thing and you'll go back to the original problem. It's much better to go deeper and attack where it really is. You know, last week, Andy and I talked about consciousness quite a bit. And ultimately, as we peel back layers and we peel more and we peel more and we peel more, with each layer is uh, an element of pain. Like there's always pain as we get rid of another layer. And some of them just manifest as discomfort. But some of them are actual pain. <laughs> like just a couple of months ago, I had an experience with my partner where I needed to really let go of some shit because I was so triggered by some things and it was all to do with old abandonment shit and it was just time for that to come to a head and go and I had that going on and letting go of that because I allowed myself to get to the place that I got was fucking painful. I mean I had to cancel my meetings one day like I think maybe even two days like it was fucking painful to let go of that but after I did my heart was able to open so much more and what you're going to find as you go through 
your journey, your growth journey, um, your process of unlearning, uncovering, unpeeling, rediscovering, um, recovering. And when I say recovery, again, I just mean like restoring your computer from a backup. This is what we do with our human selves. We recover them from a backup. You'll find that what you're getting closer to, you're not going outward, you're going inward. And as you get closer and closer and closer and closer, you start to understand who you really are. Like you just keep seeing all of the crap that you're doing that isn't even stuff that you want to do. You start to discover your energetic blocks and the way that you're keeping things away. And you realize it all ties together. That everything ties together. Every guest that I've had on the show, every single thing I've talked about, all ties together. Yes, your drinking is a part of that. Yes, your weight is a part of that. Yes, your um, desire for perfectionism, for high achievement, for um, needing something new all the time, for endless seeking. It's all a part of your spiritual curriculum. And you don't need to be a spiritual person. I was raised by atheists. Like I was raised by people that had the God delusion proudly displayed on the shelf. I mean, my, my mom was raised Catholic and she just made the decision to stop believing in God at, at some point um, before I was born. And my father, when he was married to her, decided to jump on board. And then when he remarried after her, he remarried a Catholic woman. And <laughs> But it's just it's just like... Uh, that was the, that was my upbringing. And I'm going to tell you what. Much like my my mom will tell you this. This is something that she said to us. She said, if you're not going to believe in something, make sure you learn everything about what you're not believing in. Like she like she attended so many like theology classes. Like she she did her homework before she made that decision. And so my whole life, because I didn't have that indoctrination, like whereas a lot of you might hear me talk about spirituality or something like that, a lot of you might default to your indoctrinated, um, likely Christian beliefs if you live here in the United States or even if you live in different parts of Western Europe. Like you might default to Christian beliefs and depending on where you might default to Catholic belief like that would be worse God have you ever gone to a Catholic funeral <laughs> I'm surprised that the priest doesn't kick the casket with the way that they they remind they remind the, the family of loved ones just just about about the eternal damnation of the deceased but you know enough about my Aunt Irene's funeral um you know you might be coming at this with I'll say spirituality and you might initially just have a knee jerk like shut up Andy like don't even talk about that like Jim Gaffigan does it does a joke about um how praying is uncomfortable and you could be in church and see someone praying and be like can you do that outside (laughs) like I love Jim Gaffigan Jim Gaffigan if you ever hear this podcast I am your biggest fan please oh please um if you ever listen to this podcast, Andy, A-N-D-E-E, at getthefuckoff.com, send me an email and let me know. I love you so much. I love you so much, Jim Gaffigan. Anyway, you guys that are listening, if you hear me talk about spirituality, you might get that, that feeling of ickiness because of your indoctrination. But I didn't have that. 
And what I realized as I started to get older was that logic could only get me so far. Because logic will really fuck you in a lot of ways. And I learned that this year because what ended up happening was, like, if I relied on logic, I would have not gotten through this year. Especially early this year. I would not have gotten through it. Because I would have logically gone running for the hills. Because I wouldn't have had proof that anything was happening. We're always looking for proof. We're proof seekers. But the universe doesn't function on proof. It functions on frequency. Quantum physics backs me up. You don't even, I don't even need, I don't even need a, a religious text. Quantum physics has my back on this. The, the universe functions on frequency. We're vibrational beings. We're dimensional beings. We're not even linear beings. So not believing in anything um, didn't serve me. So I decided I'm going to believe and I'm going to work on my inner state. I now know that my external state is a manifest of, of my internal reality. And what I'm seeing manifest is directly proportional to the beliefs that I hold about myself. And, you know, it's amazing. It's amazing. You know, I've put on a little bit of weight recently. I mean, I don't really know. I haven't got on the scale. But I'm looking. It's December. And as I look at myself, I'm assuming it's about three or four pounds. I'm looking at that. And yet I'm running faster and with more energy. And I've always noticed this. And yet over the summer, not anything to do with the heat, but I felt very dense in the summer. I felt very, a lot of survival emotions. I felt a lot of like upstream thoughts. And the way that I felt in my body directly reflected that. And how many of you are listening can relate to this? Like a time in your life when you were high as a kite, like, like lighter than air. You just felt so good. You felt so aligned. You felt so like blissful. I'm feeling that way right now. I didn't feel that way in July. And... You know, when you feel heavy, there's a heaviness that manifests in your physical body. And this is why, you know, sure, there's a lot of science to running, VO2 max, you know, biology plays a part of it. I'm definitely not an elite runner. I also know that I've taken like 30 minutes off my marathon time since my first marathon a couple of years ago, and my weight hasn't really changed. And sure, my fitness has changed, but, you know, it's not, it's it's so much about mindset and beliefs and understanding and there's just that it, that external manifestation of an internal reality is something that so many people don't pay attention to so the way that your life and and your behaviors are and also the things that you're seeing we energetically attach ourselves in ways that we don't always need to or want to you know like the, we, we energetically attach ourselves in ways that don't serve us and that is another thing to look at. And I wanted to do an, an episode in the upcoming season about the energetic um, connection to different things that we do. Something that I went through just within the last two weeks is that I was, um, I love Alexandra Billings, by the way. I just bought her book and I am more than halfway through and it has brought tears, like profound um, emotion has like come up from reading this I highly recommend it uh, her book is phenomenal she is such a she has such a powerful voice and it's so obvious that she has had such presence in her experience despite how difficult 
her experience was for such a long time. Um, but I was looking at her Instagram and she did a video about how she has so many jobs, but she never says, I have to go to work. And she said, I always say I get to go to work because I don't do anything that doesn't bring me joy. And that touched me. Um, it also, it, within that same week, my friend Ash Amberger, uh talked about the same thing um, with some of the new creative things that she's doing with her creative writing company, Meat and Hair. And she was talking about being so excited. And God, I'm telling you what, everybody, this is like two weeks ago, I was in such an upstream, like contracted place. And I thought, where am I not feeling joy? And I realized that I was doing about three different projects for different people that not only didn't bring me joy, I hated them. <laughs> like I hated. <laughs> and I was like, you know what? I, I'm not doing this anymore. I am not doing this anymore because the energetic, it, it's not very difficult for me to do it. Like one of them was a writing, a writing thing that I was doing and I didn't, I, you know, I don't hate writing. But for some reason, I just hated this for whatever reason. I'm not even sure why I hated it. But I realized, you know, even though this is not very difficult for me to do, even though this doesn't take me much time, even though I'm very good at this, I don't love this. It doesn't bring me joy. I used the word hate, didn't I? Well, I'm going to go with don't love. I, did, I don't love this. And I got to walk away. And walking away from that along with a couple of other things brought forward a lot of just brought so much more in you know my capacity just expanded to receive in ways that I didn't even understand this is all to say if you've been with me for the last hundred that I hope that you understand that what's inside is more important than what's outside if there's anything that you get from me it's that if there's anything that you understand, it's that the deepening of your consciousness and your awareness of your experience is the most important thing that you can do. If you are understanding that, you are in the right place because I am here for that. I have this kind of, how do I want to say this? I In the beginning of Get the Fuck Off, both with my emails and my podcast, I said a lot of what I thought people want to hear but now I just say what I want to say. And I understand that not everybody is going to understand this message. And um, I want to tell a story. It's not my story to tell. And I've definitely told it before, but I'm going to tell it again. Um, it is a story that Martin told me about when he went to New Orleans for the first time. And he was born and raised in Chicago and had never been to New Orleans. And he was on a swamp tour. And the person that was giving the tour was trying to point out um, all the different, like, wildlife that was in the, the swamp. And he just couldn't, you know, he couldn't see what the guy was talking about and the guy said I can tell you where it is but I can't make you see it and this is something that I want to just say to you is that that's how it is with a lot of these personal development concepts what you're hearing is a reflection again of what's internal so if you don't have an awareness of 
higher consciousness, if you don't have an awareness of the idea that everything that you see outside is not is not reality, if you don't have an awareness that your brain and your self with a capital S are different, then I can't make you see. But I can tell you that if you're here and you're attracted to me and my message, you're in the right place because nobody wakes up in this lifetime if they didn't choose to. So if you're in this place and there's something about me and my voice and my message that's holding you here and you don't know why, just stay. Because we're going to talk about stuff. And maybe you, maybe you got here because you wanted to stop drinking. Maybe you got here because you just felt like shit and you liked my Pornhub looking um, logo, which was designed by my friend Kim Bing, uh, who is at Muffin Jones on Instagram. Uh, she, she uh, two years ago, I said, yep, I want a logo. I want it to look like Pornhub because these are the types of people that I'm talking to because they don't want to be told to sit in the lotus and eat flax seeds. They want to, you know, keep their personalities. So make it look like Pornhub. And she's like, I got you. And she made it. And maybe you just saw the logo and you're like, oh, that sounds cool. And then you were like, wow, this bitch speaks truth. Whatever it is, just stay, you know, just stay. Because even if it's just a simple thing that you want to do, like stop smoking, Getting to know your deeper self is going to help you do that. I mean, that's what I talked about in the Sober Series. We're here in the Sober Series this week, this first class that we had, which again, link is going to be in the show notes to register for the Sober Series. You don't have to go live, but if you want to have a dry January or explore sobriety or even just explore drinking less in the new year, it is so valuable to have this sort of perspective and insight and information. So definitely click the link in the episode notes. Um, But as we were talking about it, I had a couple of my day one members there and it was in we we talked about the parallels between the work that we the deeper work that we do in day one and the stuff that comes up in terms of things like navigating the social pressure to drink because the social pressure to drink is actually internally created and I talk all about how that happens in the sober series so there's a message and it's not necessarily the message that everybody's throwing around but it is the message and there's so much deeper there's deeper awareness there's deeper awareness into mind and body and brain and blood and soul and just all of the stuff that that's going to come out in season two so here's what I would love I would love it well first of all thank you thank you for being here for 100 episodes thank you for staying here for being a fan if you love this podcast share it with somebody definitely subscribe if you're not subscribed already that is the first thing that you can do the second thing um besides subscribing so that you get notified whenever I put out a new episode which is usually on Mondays uh, if you are are a longtime listener and you would like to support the get the fuck off podcast financially I accept tips there's a link to the tip jar in the episode notes Uh, the third thing if there's something that has come up for you in one of these episodes, whether it be a trigger or whether it just be like an aha or if something landed or if something, you know, pissed you off or whatever it is, please do write to me, Andy, A-N-D-E-E at getthefuckoff.com and just tell me what it is. Let me know. Let me know what what is going on because I want to hear about it. I want to hear from you. Uh, If you know Jim Gaffigan, forward him this episode and be like, Jim Gaffigan, Andy thinks you're amazing. Um, Yeah, I mean, I, you know, what else do I have for you? I'm going to be back. I think I'm going to be back next week. Let's see. What, what is, what is the, the next week's date? Okay. So the next Monday would be the day after Christmas. So I can't necessarily guarantee I am going to be back on the day after Christmas, but I'm looking to put out an episode within that week. If not, 
January 2nd will be the next time. So if I don't talk to you, I'm sure I will. But if I don't, I hope that your holiday is great. If you haven't grabbed the Holiday Survival Guide, I know it's getting a little bit. I know we're almost there. Like in, in the Holiday Survival Guide, I talk about how December is a 20-day month and we're already we're there already. But I do have some stuff about New Year's resolutions in there. So if you haven't grabbed the Survival Guide, it's on my website, getthefuckoff.com. You can find it there. If you're not on my email list, definitely subscribe. You can do that at getthefuckoff.com as well. Uh, I was featured in Meat and Hair this uh, as creative writing of the day this past week, which was really exciting. And uh, the Get the Fuck Off newsletter is, it's gold. It's going to help. I mean, if you love the podcast, you're going to want to get the newsletter. So subscribe at uh, breakfree.getthefuckoff.com. Just go to my website. You can find a link to do it there. So thank you all for being here for 100 episodes, for today, for life, for now, for me, for you. I appreciate you all. And I will be back with another episode soon. Until then, take care of yourselves, stay safe, and stay beautiful.